Welcome to the Did God Say That podcast. In this episode, we unravel the Bible's definition of wealth, success, and contentment, comparing it to the materialistic norms of today's culture. Amidst a society of comparisons and competition, we explore finding our value in Christ rather than material gains. Journey with us as we delve into the role of faith in shaping our stance on wealth and success. Discover how faith aids in navigating life's highs and lows while seeking contentment. Thanks for listening to the Did God Say That podcast. Here's your host, Angela Thornton. Welcome, welcome, friends. Welcome to another episode of Did God Say That? Listen, I am super duper excited because I have my second official guest and I have my good friend, Gail Root. Listen, you're going to want to hear what Gail has to say about a lot of stuff, especially about business and women and what did God say about wealth. And you're really going to want to hear what Gail says about her new book, Master Your Morning. I'm telling you. It's an amazing, amazing journey. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let my friend Gail tell you all about herself and how you can find her. And then we'll get into our conversation. Well, hello, everybody. And Angela, thank you. Thank you for being a dear friend. Thank you um, for just being, you know, you just being you. I am so excited about this podcast. I absolutely love the name. Um, you really have planted a seed with me when we met a couple years ago about, did God say that? And that has become, at first when I heard that phrase, I felt fear. <gasps> am I Am I misinterpreting something that God said? Am I making a mistake? Lord, am, am I making a mistake? And today it's just joy. Can I please confirm, Lord, did you say that? I am so hungry for the truth of what you actually said versus my opinions and my perspective. And because so often it's not right. So um, thank you um, for stepping out in faith. The, this podcast, I know it is going to be so blessed and it's just already anointed. And I'm so excited for you. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you for saying that. It has been my mantra for years, never knowing that God would use it. Um, it's the how we got the name Wise Word Ministry because it's all about the word. Mm -hmm. Did God say that? So, uh, but yeah, but first, before we dig into this, I want you to tell us about Master Your Morning. Yes. They have um, to hear it. Well, thank you. So my, um, I grew up in a drug sales family. And um, I, wa I was I was fourth of five girls, um, and I watched my father being a champion of women from a very young age. Um, he taught us. He knew he wanted us all to have traditional family life and get married and whatever. But he wanted us not to need, not to need. He wanted us to feel a sense of independence and freedom that we could create. And that was really a direct result of the legacy that his mother left for him. Wow. Yes. So fast forward, I get married. I've got my three little boys and I jumped into a direct sales company and just had a beautiful run there and then a network marketing company. But I was sitting in church a number of years ago and I heard God very clearly. And at the time I was not, I would not have told you that I was in the habit of hearing God speak to me. I wasn't. I just didn't have the trust and belief that that was really available to me. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was for people like you and pastors and worship leaders and women who study the 
seemingly to me studied the word day and night, but not, I was not worthy of being able to hear his voice. So I'm sitting in church and I very clearly heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Christian coaching. And I knew there was not, there wasn't a doubt. There wasn't a question. There wasn't a, should I, shouldn't I, did I hear that? Didn't I hear that? There was a, this is what I'm going to do. I had, and we had a brick and mortar business at the time, our boy, I had no intention of adding another business or, or, or to my life, but fast forward, um, jumped into, uh, the whole journey of becoming a Christian, Christian coach and then Christian and kingdom collided in my Come on, Christian and kingdom. Amen. And just this beautiful collision of Christian and kingdom. And I had just this awakening. So in that journey, um, I started practicing these six steps in the morning. Hal Elrod, he is an author. That's H-A-L-E-L-R-O-D. Hal Elrod and his books are The Miracle Morning. And it was six steps. And I was in my network marketing company and I was moving to coaching. So I wanted some discipline in the morning. Um, But I was, my heart wasn't really on, I'm just going to be really real with you right now. I loved the Lord. I had been a believer for a long time, but my heart really wasn't focused on seeking him first. My heart, ah. my heart was focused on what am I going to get out of this if I sit here <laughs> and do these six steps and do these six steps, right? So, um, but I was obedient and I did it. And there were lots of times I wanted to quit, but I would hear the Lord keep saying, keep going. More is coming. Don't quit more is coming. So at about six months, the Lord made it very clear that he wanted these steps to be all about him. No more seeking this or that in your business. No more this or that. Seek him first. And so he exposed how addicted to busy I'd been, performance anxiety, all of these things, trying to be worthy of him. And in that process, I cried out, okay, Lord, I want to seek you first. How do I do it? How do I do it? Um, And then it just, he said, surrender, yield to me first, seek me first every morning, every morning. And so now what's happened after some years is I just am so hungry to get to my chair. And I told you before we started, it is the most humbling part of my day because having to sit and just not pray, not read his word, but listen for his voice, make space to hear his voice and have to sit and be quiet every morning. It is it has been the most fruitful thing I've ever done in my walk, in my life, in my relationships, in my business. There is no greater thing I do and seek him first each morning. Listen, I have the book. I have started practicing the six steps. I've gifted the book to a friend. And when I tell you it is humbling because the first step is spending 10 minutes yes. quiet. And if you know me, I'm not quiet (laughs) and I like to read and do and think. And so sitting and allowing Holy Spirit to speak amen, and lead you and guide you and show you and tell you is difficult. 
Uh, Because we're so, as you said, addicted to busy. Yes. And addicted to doing and addicted to the hustle and the grind. And as our friend Shea Bond says, there's no hustle and grinding in the kingdom. Amen. And when we get off of that roller coaster, if you will, that we don't have to hustle and grind and that if we seek him first, he says, I'll add all other things to you. There's nothing outside of all. So when it comes to business, we have this notion somehow that Christians are to be poor or they are, or they ought not to make a profit. But the Bible never says that. Now, Jesus does say you can't serve two masters. Amen. You won't hate the one and love the other. Right. He also, you know, it is the love of money. Money is not bad. Yes. It is the love of money. Yeah. But I would ask you, mm-hmm. how would you define wealth, success, and contentment? Mm-hmm. And how does it differ with the kingdom perspective than it did when it was just all about the business? Wow. So, so much, so much to unpack. We'll just see where the Holy Spirit goes with this. But um, one thing the Lord showed me about this before I even go to his word um, is I was so convicted. Um, And this wasn't that long ago. Um, I was demonizing money. Mm. And what the Lord was asking me is, do you believe if if your heart, if you're in position, Gail, and your heart is set on me, do you believe that everything then is from my hand? Everything, Gail. Yes, Lord, I do. I absolutely believe everything. Then, then money, then money is from wow. my hand. Yes, Lord, I believe that money is from your hand. Well, then why are you demonizing it? Why are you ashamed of it? Why are you de- wow. why are you deciding if 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 it is a tool? Do you demonize your shovel that's out in your garage? Do you get upset with your shovel that's that's sitting in your garage? Do you go out there and look in the backyard and get upset because the hole isn't dug? No, you know you use the shovel as a tool. It's a tool in my hand. It is a blessing. It is not only to bless wow. you, but to be poured out. And so Deuteronomy 8:18 tells us very clearly, not only were we given the power to produce and create wealth, so not to sit on the couch and have wealth rain down, but to produce it, but with him. He wants to always do it with him, not for him, with him. And so when I, because we have to go on, like, I love how you're like, well, why don't we look at the scripture that comes after that scripture, you know, because he wants it to prove his covenants. So how I view that, and please correct me, but he wants others to see my God's promises yes. are real, are true. His Absolutely. power is true. His power is real. So I say to my clients, because now I'm a kingdom business coach for women with online businesses. And I'll say to my clients, when they say to me, Gail, I just want enough money to pay my bills. I'm like, well, may I speak in love right now? Because if you're a believer and you believe God's called you to your business, and you believe you're going to, you want to work your business with him. And then you tell him, I only want enough to pay my bills. Do you know how selfish that sounds? All I want is enough for me to be blessed, Lord. God is always about you being able to pour out. Yes. 
He doesn't want you just blessed so you can pay your bills. Now, he might. But we never want to limit him or tell him, oh, I only want this. We want to say, Lord, I my heart is set on you. You bring whatever provision you bring. It will bless me and I will pour it out and bless others. Well, the psalm says, my cup runneth over. Amen. Which means it's, it's too much in the cup for you to contain. Yes. He said to Abraham, through you, I'll bless all the nations. Yes. And so to limit God to say, all I want is enough to pay my bills is to say that you don't trust that he is provision and that he can do more because how can you help advance the kingdom if all you have is enough to pay your bills? Amen. I had to get myself out of that mindset yes. and stop thinking that everything I did because it was for the kingdom yes. had to be free. Oh, girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yes. you know, we've had this conversation yes. or that I couldn't put a profitable cost to it, that nobody would come. And so that was a limiting belief. Yes. Yes. So what does he say? What are some of the misconceptions or misinterpretations that we have? And sometimes, especially women, yes. when it comes to wealth and success and how did you overcome them? Oh gosh. So there's a, actually <clears throat> one of the, one of the ways that I've overcome some, and I, I I'm on the journey, right? It's, it's a process, um, mm -hmm. but a lot of healing has come in this area for me as a businesswoman, um, really because of kingdom men, pastors, prophets who have spoken God's truth books like the silent queen by Paul Ellis mm. books, books like uh, fashioned to reign by Chris Valentin. These are two godly men and pastors. Another um, pastor and the um, Bible translator, Dr. Brian Simmons. These men are passionate and bold about lifting up God's daughters in the kingdom and exposing the lies that the enemy has used to silent women or sideline them or marginalize them and mm -hmm. make them afraid to speak or to step out and truly minister in the marketplace. And so the, I believe that, you know, well, hello, Jesus came to set us free. Come on. Yes, right? he, is. He, he came to give us salvation 100%, but that was just the beginning. But he came to set us free. He came to set us free and to give us the abundant life. And it breaks my heart and quite frankly makes me angry. All of the Christians out there who don't believe that this is why he died. And so us being willing to step into, will I be able to be that sweet fragrance that attracts others by walking in the truth of the abundant life, having the peace, the joy, the forgiveness, the compassion, the self-control and uh, right. And so um, I believe if I'm called to business, I'm called to minister in the marketplace Absolutely. and I'm called to have that living testimony. Well, here's the thing. If God called you to business, he didn't call you to business, not to profit. Exactly. And I had to understand that he didn't call you to be an entrepreneur for you only to make enough to pay your bill. Right. He didn't. 
Right. And it's, it's, it's all about that heart posture, you know, mm -hmm. it, because you can, let's just look at this. You can have a Christian on the left and a Christian on the right. Christian mm -hmm. on the left says, I am supposed to tithe every day or every month, or I will tithe. And their, their heart posture is on obedience. Their heart posture is on rule following. The Christian on the right says, my heart is so set on fire for the Lord. I am so blessed by what he's bringing. I'm going to pour out and tithe because it is a blessing for me to give. It's not that obligation that I must do in order to receive something from the Lord. No, the Lord isn't going to not bless you because you don't tithe. But the truth is he wants our hearts to pour out and be in that exactly. trusting, yielded place that all of everything I have is his. So giving it back is joy is joy and so the same is true when i'm when i'm looking at my business and i'm wanting to be successful i'm wanting to be successful so that i can be a blessing to others and pour out and watch him work through me and do it with him not for him with with him with him yes. and so when you think about it who wants to serve a god who says he's your good, kind, loving father, but now you have to earn his love. Uh, he's not going to bless you unless, you know, well, I have to do this. And that what father wants his children to be poverty stricken? None, no father. None that you know of. Yes. And so can you share then, mm -hmm a personal story or testimony yes. of how you applied biblical principles yeah. regarding business success wealth yeah. and not just financial uh, and how you have finally said you know what i'm at a place of contentment amen angela you know um yes the one there's two things i want to share the first one is when the lord broke this off and it was um because we know what the enemy does he doesn't give us a ridiculous lie that we laugh at like ah, that is so ridiculous no he takes god's word and he twists it just yes. so for example i shouldn't want more i shouldn't want more Absolutely. i shouldn't want more well let's look at that for a second so the truth is should i praise him for everything I have, should I be on yes. my knees so incredibly grateful and content for absolutely everything he's given me? Absolutely. But does that really mean he wants me to sit down on the couch and say, Lord, I want nothing more? What if, this is what he showed me one day, Angela, I want you to imagine every Christian sitting down right now and saying, I want nothing more, Lord. I want nothing more. What would happen? What would happen to the kingdom if every Christian sat down and said, I want nothing more. He's the one who gives us the desires of our heart. He wants us to want more, but it's why we want more. Absolutely. Why? And what are you going to do with the more? Exactly. It's what, be, but when my heart is set on him, what I'm going to do with the more is pour out and be a blessing. I want the more to be a blessing. And so the other area in, in scripture, in Mark, in Mark 10, now I know this is in a number of the gospels when, when Jesus was talking, but um, in Mark 10 verses 43 through 45, 
this was a big breakthrough for me personally. Um, because when I really started working on coaching with kingdom women to build their business on kingdom values, I had to, so many of them were wrestling with this. I'm afraid to want success. I feel ashamed as a Christian if my desire is to promote in my business and have and become successful in my business. And I'm like, Lord, this is just not from you. Where in your word can I help these women get free? And he took me to Mark. And Mm -hmm. so in Mark 10, verses 43 through 45, what Jesus is, the disciples are there, right? And the disciples are all like wanting to be great. The Lord has sent them out. Now they don't have the Holy Spirit in them yet. Jesus hasn't died yet, but he sent them out. Mm -hmm. He sent them out to go cast out demons, perform miracles, and they come out. And they are che- they are pumping their chest. They're so excited and overjoyed by what God has done through them. Okay, and they have the desire to be great. They have the desire to be great. And so, what does Jesus tell them? I would have thought the way most Christians look at their lives that Jesus would have said, "Now, now, 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 no, 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 no. You need to be humble." Mm-hmm. Do not do not have the desire to be great. But that is not at all what he said. As a matter of fact, he told them, you want to be great? I'm going to tell you how. Now, let's just stop right there for a second. Jesus told them how to be great. Yes, you're going to be a servant. You're going to be a servant. servant. This broke off big bondage for me as a businesswoman that if I show up with my heart on him and I get my eyes on him and I am there to serve the women that he calls me to serve, I should want to be successful. I should want my business to grow because it is a kingdom business and it is multiplying the kingdom, kingdom messaging inside the industry that I, that I work in. So of course I want it to grow. Of course I want it to be successful because it will draw other women to him because they will see what he's doing. And so I was just so, um, I was so convicted in a beautiful way about that lie that I had been holding on to. that one, I don't, as a woman, I shouldn't want to create wealth. Um, mm-hmm. That's more of a man's job. N- number two, I shouldn't want to be successful because that's not being humble. Well, well really, you know, Bill Johnson talks about in Dreaming with God, the seven mountains. Mm-hmm. And one of the mountains is business. And he says, listen, if you want your business to be, you have to be successful to attract others. It's kind of like if you're going to um, sell weight loss products, but you're not going to have lost any weight. Do you think you're going to have a bunch of people knocking on your door? Well, clearly, no. No. Once, once you can prove the success of what you have, are not people knocking on your door? So yes, when our heart is set on him and our and our eyes are on him and he is first, wanting that success is not coming from a place of vanity or pride. It's coming from a place of wanting to be that servant and be able to serve more and spread the kingdom and multiply. I love it. And so my final question. Yes. What encouragement or advice can you offer women who are seeking to align their lives with biblical truths about wealth and success? Well, for me personally, um, there has been nothing more significant in my life than my commitment to waking up every morning 
and sitting in my chair. And I mean, I say to the Lord, please, Lord, bind me to your altar. Tether me to you. My flesh wants to run. It wants to run to my email. It wants to run to my text. It wants to run to my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Please, may I lay it all down at your feet. May I yield so that I will create space to speak. Because left, if I don't do that, Angela, what happens is... I'm left with my own opinions. I just fall into that self-idolatry. I know what scripture to read. I know who to pray for. I know what I need to do today. But the truth is, Lord, help me lay down even that. Let me lay down the word you want to take me to. Let me lay down the people that I think you want me to pray for. Let me make the space so that you will speak. It will be your word that I'm guided to by your direction. It will be the things that I'm supposed to do today you will have guided me to do. The people I'm supposed to pray for today, you will have guided me to. Absolutely. Let me lay it all down. And in that seeking him first, all else will be added. That is such a blessing. I am so grateful that you're my friend. Mm -hmm. And I thank you. So before we leave, please tell the people how they can connect with you. Tell our listeners how they can find you and connect with you. Well, the easiest thing is just galeroot.com and it's G-A-I-L and R-O-O-T galeroot.com. Everything's there. Um, I do um, live events and those are in the events tab. I've got a Facebook group and that's there for you to click to. The book is there. If you want to check it out, it's available on Amazon. Um, Master your morning and change everything. It's six life transforming steps to see with Jesus. Listen, this has been a blessing for me. I'm connected to Gail. I promise you, if you are in business or if not, if you are thinking about what did God say about wealth and success and learning to be content and aligning your life according to his will. You want to get master your morning. Really? Um, listen, it's helped me. I was telling Gail that uh, I am still learning the first step to sit still for those 10 minutes, but it is a remarkable, remarkable thing that you find that the Lord begins to speak in ways you had not heard before. Exactly. So Gail, I am honored. Thank you so much. You know, I love you. And until the next episode, the next time you hear someone question, if it's bad for you to want more, if it's bad for you to say, God, I desire to do more. I want more success. Just say, did God say that? And the answer is most likely he did not. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.